0: Hello everyone, this is the J-Mill for a Real Podcast. Yes, that is right, this is the J-Mill for a Real Podcast. And this is your adorable, lovely host, J-Mill, coming at you and bringing the man, the myth, the legend, Joshua Rere. Hello, sir. How are you? I am doing quite wonderful. Uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, I'm battling a little bit of sinuses, so I do apologize in advance to our listeners. If I sound different, it's because, well, you know, fall is not my favorite season. <laughs> and how are you doing today? <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm doing all right. I've had ai had a little bit of a cough, but I'm I'm rebounding. I'm feeling
0: good. Yeah, that's, it is the time of year, right? Yeah, Dayquo is my friend. Yep. I'm using some sort of... Uh, weird off-brand stuff that works better than all the name brand stuff so <laughs> but you uh, might have a
1: text after me yeah it.
0: <laughs> so uh but yeah I, I've, obviously i'm not advertising for that company on air right now <laughs> and it's the football <laughs> yeah. friday show so let's stop talking about seasonal allergies right football friday nice. or we're i mean and what what a slate of games this week much better than the slate we had last week and uh you know, honestly, we have to start off by talking about that Thursday night football game. But let, let's just put this simple. Good teams find a way to win games. Bad teams find a way to lose games. Does that summarize Thursday night football? Yeah,
1: I'll be I mean, I'll be honest. I thought at the beginning of that game, the first half, I was like, wow, Jacksonville's getting their win. Then immediately going into the second half, I was like, oh, yeah, the Bengals are a lot better.
0: Yeah, the Bengals were four for four on drives in the second half. Their defense gave up one touchdown in the second half. That defense really clamped down. No, they didn't have any turnovers or whatnot, but they really just made them they, – they stopped them cold. And meanwhile, Urban Meyer continues to look like he is uh, – like, like he's really not fit to coach on this level. But – Yeah. Because, honestly, I thought – Good college good. coach, not a good NFL coach. Yeah. So um, – Hopefully the Jaguars see that sooner than later before, you know, he takes down Trevor. Not that I think he could take down Trevor. Like, honestly, uh, I, I know it's all over Twitter and Instagram today. How does a six-foot-six guy juke like that? That that juke move that he put on Sam Hubbard when he ran into the end zone? That was impressive. Oh, uh, yeah. It was, nice
1: to, it was nice to see that aspect of Trevor Lawrence's game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Jacksonville's got to do something quick before they end up with a Sam Darnold situation.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's rough. And, you know, they have building blocks to work on. That run defense is clearly good. Like, and, I, and I'm not just saying that because, uh, you know, you, you heard rumors about the inside of that uh, defensive line being good against a run, and then they showed it versus Joe Mixon, which which is kind of impressive. But uh, ultimately, the rest of that defense, like that uh, uh, that Burrow touchdown pass, to, uh, uh to use uh yuzoma cj yuzoma um yep did, was it just me like i know i saw it happen on the field like uh, from watching from the tv so obviously i'm 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 not on the field or anything but from watching on the tv i saw the two of them make eye contact and go the complete opposite way together and I'm kind of like, how does a defender who's on the field not pick up on that immediately? Right. Like, because yep. in my opinion, it was so clear from TV land that I'm kind of like, and and I'm a nobody. I don't have the vision. Like, I'm wearing glasses right now. So I don't have the vision of these guys. I don't have the <laughs> reflexes of these guys. But I don't know. <laughs> and, you know, it's easy to be a uh, yeah. couch quarterback. But at the same time, it's. It just felt so obvious, and that was the, the game that uh, played up put the game away. But yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it
1: was a good way to start the week. Um, it was it was an entertaining game, I thought, you know.
0: It was an entertaining game. Like, it, it was it, it, it was a decent game. It's just ultimately, when, when it comes down to it, you know, bad teams find a way to lose games they should win. Right. And Jackson will prove last night they were a bad team.
1: Because yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody wrong. thought Jacksonville was—I don't think Jacksonville was anybody thought was going to be a contender. But man, they are—they're
0: bad. It was nice to see James Robinson get back into the end zone, though. Yeah, James Robinson got back in the end zone twice. Usoma uh, uh, had the two scores. Of so Jamar Chase didn't have a touchdown last night for the first time, right? Who Correct. Was, who was the third score? It was someone random, wasn't it? I don't even
1: remember to be honest.
0: Okay, well, I mean, it's not that important
1: at the end of the day. I watched the second half this morning. What was that? I said I watched the second half of the Thursday night game this morning. Okay. And so what a bit of a long day at work. I've already forgot –
0: I already forgot things about it. At least the game was close. At least the game was a good game. At least we got the sea flashes of brilliance from both Burrow and Lawrence – uh, we, we we got to see some good individual efforts in the game, Robinson. Uh, I thought we got to see that 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 the Bengals defense doesn't look the same without Bates and uh, woozy on the field. So um, uh, so you know got to see the difference that they made. And uh, honestly, uh, Pratt and Wilson are turning to be one of the better linebacker tandems in the league. So quick IDP awareness plug there. I thought that they both had good games last night. That's uh, hashtag capital I, capital D, capital P, all lowercase awareness. And uh, whenever there's a defensive player that uh, you feel helped you won the game or just that you you help, uh, you appreciate on your team, just hashtag that on Twitter or, or uh, Instagram and, yeah, no, get the movement going. All right. So any final things to say about uh, Thursday Night Football? No, that's really it. Okay. We're going to dive right into the action this week. And uh, I'm going to do something a little unorthodox because – This game needs a little more discussion than just the three points. We'll hit the three points for each team first, but um, we're going to bump the Sunday night football game right up to the top of the show to make sure we have time to talk about it completely and that we don't run out of time. So uh, Sunday night football, Tampa Bay is headed back to new England or Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Antonio Brown and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are headed back to new England to take on Bill Belichick and the new England Patriots. Bucks are favored to win this game by six and a half points. I'm just going to go through my three points for each team to uh, win the game, and then we're going to actually talk about this one a little bit extra. Uh, Bucks get out to an early lead. They do that in every one of their games. It's a formula for success for them, so they they, they should just continue to do it. Number two, protect Brady. Honestly, the Patriot pass rush is pretty decent. Uh, it's not difficult to protect Brady, but honestly, if you allowed those uh, uh those Patriot pass rushers to get to him. Then maybe there might be a different result. And number three, really, just avoid mistakes. When it all comes down to it, the Buccaneers are the better team. So if if you play Buccaneer style football and you don't, and you just avoid the costly turnover, or you uh, avoid the blown assignment like they had last week against the Rams. They had a few blown assignments. Um, they should be able to uh, win this one. Thoughts on the Buccaneers? Yeah,
1: I think they should just—they need to run up the score. Uh, and have that mindset from the beginning that you're trying to put up a 50. Yeah. If if they can have that mindset from the very beginning, it's going to be a very easy, very quick game for Tom Brady. All
0: right. Patriots side on the football, they need to win this turnover battle by multiple. But, like, honestly, they, they need to uh, – you know, one of the things – we saw the Falcons keeping pace with the Buccaneers, and then the Falcons lost a turnover battle by multiple. If a team like the Falcons can keep up, then a team like the Patriots can keep up. So uh, if they are on the plus side of that. Uh, number two, a huge rushing performance, and I get it. This is, this is a lot harder than it sounds because that's the number one run defense in the league. You can't go on Sue, you can't go on Bay, but at the same uh, point in time, they need Damian Harris to be lights out for them this week in order to have a chance to control this at all. And number three, it's it's a pretty simple. Ben, don't break defense. Tom Brady's going to get yep. his points. Uh, make them field goals. Thoughts? Yeah, my um, thought would
1: just be, you know him. You've seen him. You know all his little idiosyncrasies. You know, like you know his hand signs with Gronkowski. I'm sure they haven't changed very much. You know, you know what Brady is. Try to use that inside
0: information you have here to exploit that. Yeah, because it's not like uh, the defense is full of a bunch of new people. There's, there's a lot of guys who played with Brady for years who saw him time and time again in practice. Granted, you know, not, the, not some of their bigger players like Judon and, you know, Gilmore still not being there does hurt. But uh, the McCordys, the Hightowers, the Van Noyes of, of this game just really need to step it up and say, yeah, you may know us, but we know you too. Right. Um, you know,
1: and ha- what – you know, I think the biggest – the absolute biggest uh, key to this game is Bill Belichick. He's not actively playing in it, but he's going to be the – he has the ability to decide who wins and loses this game.
0: Yeah. We, we've
1: seen it time after time again. He he can dial up some crazy stuff, and he is – he's a magician. Just he's got to dial it in one one time here real quick.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, honestly, it's uh... – uh, I, I'm not even going to pretend to try to think like Belichick for a moment, but he knows it's not going to be Tom Brady. He stops. He knows he's going to have to take away different things at different times at the key opportune moments. And, you know, I'm not going to pretend to know, but you know, he's, you know, like things to look for, um, make Mike Evans inefficient in the red zone. He's done that to big time, big time receivers before. And uh, gr- granted uh, you'd have to do it to Gronk too, but, We've seen Belichick take away two strong redstone targets before we've seen Belichick neutralize linebackers uh, with, with strong uh, um, running back blocking down, downfield. So maybe he targets Devin white and Levante David. Like I I can't go, I, I, I'm not going to pretend to understand his mind, but if if you're looking for him to try to just shut off Brady, I I doubt he's going to do that. I think he's going to screw with the rest of the Buccaneers. Yeah, I think he's going to find a way to not necessarily shut down Brady, but shut down Brady's weapons, which is less as good shutting down Brady, right? Yeah. If you take away Godwin and uh, and Brown inside the uh, outside the twenties, and if you take away uh, Evans and Gronk inside the twenties, that's a long way going to uh, defeat the Bucks. Yep. So um, uh, you know, and, uh, honestly, uh, speaking of Antonio Brown for a moment. I, I get it that this, the big storyline here is Gronk and Brady returning to England, but how much does Antonio Brown just want to unload on the Patriots this week? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, I know we're giving this a little bit of time here. Can,
1: so I want to just bring this one thought process, one thought up that's going to make Patriots fans sick to their stomachs. But yeah. how sweet is that Gronk spike going to be?
0: and we all know it's happening like there's no way brady will find some way even if it's in garbage time and they're losing the game he will find some way to get gronk a touchdown just so gronk can spike it out of gillette stadium oh it's gonna be magical and honestly i want gronk to get a taunting penalty right after he scores I just really want it. Like, I, I don't root for poor sportsmanship, but I really just want it to happen after it happens. So, yep, me too. And I think everyone wants to see it except for Patriots fans, because honestly, at the end of the day, I I'm, I might not be the biggest uh, Tom Brady or Ron Gronkowski guy in the world, but I don't know. As, as I've gotten closer to this one, I was like, man, I just really want to see it stuck to the Patriots here. So,
1: <laughs> Yeah. It, you know i i realized when brady left my hate wasn't towards brady my
0: hate was pretty well located just with the patriots uh you, you know there, there's still some that go, there's still some that goes along with brady but maybe 20 to 30% of it but uh with brady and bill apart i i've realized that uh bill belichick is still my uh, second most hated person in the nfl behind dan marino but you know that's a different story for a different deck. <laughs> <laughs> we, we should do a podcast some guys we hate what
1: we should do a different podcast with some guys we hate
0: <coughs> so we, we we should explain why because we have good stories like uh you know it's uh not meaning to take uh to add too much into the segment but Dan Marino I was in middle school and Dan Marino had that fake fight against the New York Jets yeah uh, imagine a very vocal Jets fan in middle school having that happen to them so you can understand why yeah. I have a strong dislike for uh, Marino.
1: I mean, one last thing about this game, and it's, this is me asking your football perspective outside of this game a little bit. It, obviously, this is a big game for Mac. Um, what, does it help anything if the Patriots lose this game, but it's a shootout? And Mac Jones puts up crazy Brady-level numbers
0: if the Patriots lose this game in a shootout and Mac Jones actually performs, I think that the Patriots take positive away from that. I think the Patriots take positive away from it. If they win something 21, uh, if they lose something 21 to 17. So if they're able to keep pace, I believe that there is positive taken out of it. If they are able to shut down the, uh, the, the Buccaneers at all, even if they lose, I think there's positive taken out of it. Um, But you know, we're we're all just kind of worried that we that we are tuning into something else at halftime in this game. Because these things yeah, don't stack up on paper right now.
1: I purposely made sure that I had a Patriot or Bronco in every one of my lineups for this week, just to
0: make sure I had a reason to keep
1: watching this game.
0: I I get that. I I completely get that because, you know, at at the end of the day, oh, who are the Broncos facing again? We'll get to that game when we get to it. But, um, yeah, and you know what? For for all we know, this is going to end up being a classic. And everyone's going to walk away from this one feeling like, wow, I can't believe I got to watch Brady versus Belichick, and I can't believe it was that type of a game. But that's kind of what we're hoping for. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if we're really hoping for that. But uh, for, for, from the aspect of, uh, yeah, for, for, from the aspect of uh, <laughs> of being an NFL fan, first sometimes I, I we, we really want to see this as, as a thirty-one uh, as a thirty-four to thirty-one sort of game.
1: Yeah, uh, they can be nice their defense defense. at home. Or,
0: yeah, for this game, they can leave their defense at home. Yeah. All right. Moving right along. And, you know, we we gave time to that because that game, games like that only come around uh, once every, I don't know. Like this, I don't know. Like has, has a game like this ever come around? Like maybe the last time was when Chucky faced his former team in the Super Bowl. I mean, you're really
1: looking at this one saying this is, this is like a goat situation. You know, you're looking at the greatest coach of all time. Probably, and then the greatest
0: quarterback of all time for sure.
1: You know, you're, you're seeing these two guys. I'm not, I'm not go even going to ask
0: Belichick with probably. I I still have him as the goat, regardless. I I just thought you were going to hit him with a probably, so I threw it in there. Um, no, I actually I, I don't know if as the goat well
1: before I conceded Brady as the goat. This is two of the greatest football minds that we're ever going to see, and they're squaring off against each other in a blood feud
0: yeah the, the last time we had a game with 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 a rivalry this intense was probably when uh when uh chucky and the tampa bay buccaneers uh beat the raiders in the super bowl like 20 some years ago or you know 18 <clears> 19 years ago so so really it only comes along once a, a generation in, in in the nfl um So, yeah, it's a treat. It's a privilege, regardless of what it is. And I'll be watching it to the end because I I got some props I like on that game. So, all right, moving right along. Let's get it started off. Uh, The beginning of the week, Detroit Lions the Chicago Bears. Detroit Lions, uh, Chicago Bears are favored to win by three. I don't know how. Uh, Detroit Lions, keys to win the game. Number one, run the football. Yeah, just run it down their gut. The Bears defense isn't what it used to be. Number two, continued strong team tackling. I was so impressed by the way they contained Lamar Jackson last week. I was so impressed by when I saw bits and pieces of that game at what they were doing as far as uh, tackling and coverage and not letting things um, get outside of the the, the bubble they kind of created. And uh, that's definitely going to be a way to continue to take on the Bears, too. And number three, make the Bears regret whichever QB they decide to go with. They still don't know who they're starting yet. Make them regret and they, uh, and think that uh, they maybe should have started one of the other two. Thoughts?
1: I think for the Lions, it's just to continue to play with that same mentality that they've been playing with. I said it last week. They're fun for me to watch. Yeah, they are. Keep making this fun. For me to, you keep making this fun for me to watch, and you're gonna
0: you're gonna see wins start racking up at a good clip. Yep. You know, and, uh, you know, there's no reason this can't be the first win.
1: That I thought they were going to have it last week.
0: I mean, if if not for the most well, legendary. they earned it last that week. It. That delay of game should have put the Ravens out of the field goal range. I'm not I wasn't going to bring that in. Um, well, no, I mean, the NFL did apologize for it. So, like, they, they acknowledged in us the call. Uh, now, granted, there could have still been a Hail Mary. There could have been some weird little flea flicker thing that still got run the Ravens the game either way. So you can't claim it's an outright Rob because, you know, uh, but at the same time, and it doesn't take anything away from Justin Tucker kicking that field goal either.
1: Yeah, that, that's kind of why I wasn't going to bring it up, because like I feel like that takes away from what we got to see. And what we got to see was the most insane kick that we'll ever see.
0: Yeah, Justin Justin Tucker uh, cemented his uh, trip to the Hall of Fame. If he wasn't going before, he's definitely going to be there now. And that might be the first ballot one. Okay, for the fair, yeah. I don't care who it is that you're starting, whether you're starting uh, Bowles, Tucker or uh, you know, uh, or what's his, or the Red Rocket at this point in time. Get good production from the quarterback position. <laughs> which is a lot harder to do that, uh, than to say. Number two, protect that QB. Keep them upright. Make sure they have time to pass. And number three, win the turnover battle. Uh, it is so utterly embarrassing that they had a net passing yards of one last week. And that's on the line. That's on the coaching. That's on the quarterback. It's completely on the team. If you If they can't get over 250 yards passing in this game, through a combination of what their line does and through a combination of what their quarterback does, then they can't win this game. Thoughts? Yeah, I, mean, I think for me, the
1: biggest thing here about this game <clears throat> is they have to, I said it again before, realize that Cole Colmette can do some stuff. Um, let, let the guy catch. Let him... You know, let him be him. He's not a prototypical tight end. You can run him like a fullback, and we've seen from we've seen him from San Francisco fullbacks can pay off.
0: <laughs>
1: so just figure out how to use Culkinet and actually let him win you a football game.
0: Uh, no arguments there. All right, moving right along. Uh, so so we obviously both like Detroit in that game. It sounds like. Um, moving right along, uh, Houston at Buffalo, uh, the Bills are projected to win by 16 and a half points. Uh, (laughs) I think that's literally all you need to know about this game, but we're just going to humor. What? I was just going to say, do we really have to spend too much time on this one? Yeah. Uh, you could just agree with my points and uh, I'll list them out real quick. But number one, win the turnover for Texans. Number one, win the turnover battle by multiple turnovers. Number two, keep Buffalo's offense off the field for basically like all but 15 minutes. And number three, uh, finish all your drives with touchdowns.
1: And remember, it's a 17-game season. If you don't want to run the risk of getting your starters hurt, practice some load management
0: here. Yeah. And then the Bills. Uh just show up and play. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the most important one. Uh take them out of it early. Just 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 show them it's kind of like, yeah, okay, uh, here's 50 for you. And then uh just you know finish it with the rushing attack. Just there's no reason why there's no reason why your starters need to be on the field in the fourth quarter. Just grind out the clock in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, for me, for the Bills, it's true like another practice, you know? Yeah. <laughs> go out there, work, work work out some kinks. They they haven't – last week they looked great. But, you know, prior to that, they looked okay. So just go out there, work out the kinks, figure out what's going wrong, and, yeah, just kind of have fun. Just enjoy having that extra practice for a week.
0: Losing to the Steelers week one of the season might be the best thing that happened to the Bills. Yeah. So um, there's no reason to think that this is going to be a stumble game at all. There's no reason to think the Texans are going to be in it. So, um, Giants at New Orleans. Uh, Saints are favored to win by seven and a half points. The Giants, number one, unleash Saquon. Like at, at this point in time, it's pretty clear he's back. So j- just let him dominate. Uh, number two, how about dimes from Danny? Uh, yeah, he's been playing well. Just. Just let, just, continue, uh, just continue what he's doing. I get it. There's no Slayton this week. That uh, There's no Shepard this week. But, you know, you still have tons of weapons on that offense. And, uh, you know, getting Dan, Daniel Jones involved and getting Saquon involved, uh, involved can be on the same play. And uh, number three, turn Winston over. Like, honestly, the fact that that uh, Marcus Colloway touchdown wasn't an interception is utterly embarrassing. Um, so, yeah, just he, – he is so close to that multiple turnover game and get, making Taysom Hill the starter. But make it this game. Thoughts? Yeah, for me it's play a
1: little bit of a bend-don't-break defensive style here. Okay. And I always say that because you, you don't want to see Tayson Hill. So don't bully Jameis Winston until he's out <laughs> of the game. Okay. Take advantage of Jameis Winston. You know what I mean? Yeah, they showed when it was Teddy Bridgewater. They don't really have the team that can stop a run, like a running quarterback. Yeah, so don't don't give them a reason to put him in. But uh, just outscore them. What I'm looking forward to this game, and it goes to one of your other points. I'm sure. Let this be Saquon versus Kamara. Let's oh, yeah. see.
0: Let's see which one's better running back. Yep, so I'll bump my Kamara point to the top. Um, Yeah, uh, unleash Kamara. It it is embarrassing the way they've used him the first three weeks of the season. He is too talented to be held back the way he's currently being held back. Number two, Mm -hmm. I, I, I get it that I said this every single week so far, but they still have no identity whatsoever. Unless it really is just a team that is really bad at passing the football, that gets lucky. But being lucky is not an identity. So, honestly, and the, the, the way to – really, the way to find this identity at this point is outside of uh, Jameis Winston. It's going to be Taysom Hill sooner than later. And uh, number three, um, get significantly better quarterback play. I don't, I don't even know – like, how do you throw for less than 150 yards all three outings? I'm done. Yeah, I mean, they,
1: they have won two out of those three games, though. Yeah, it, I, I don't
0: – and that that's the part that's just that much more confusing. Like, it's uh, – you you can't expect three interceptions and one of them return for a touchdown every game. Mm-hmm. Unless you can. Unless this New Orleans Saints defense is, is going to be an all-time great defense. I don't know. Yeah, I just think that I
1: mean, this, this game, is. I'm a Giants fan, I'm going to probably watch it. Um,
0: well, I'm not watching uh, I don't on this game. I really hope the red zone doesn't tune into it for more than 10 minutes.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping Saquon Barkley has himself a day. But uh, this, this is one of those weird weeks for me with Saquon where you're not happy. That you own him because you, I own him in one league and I'm playing him in another one. So oh,
0: yeah. fun times. <laughs> All right, let's move on. yeah, no, we we have uh, spent enough time on that one. Yeah, you know, it's moving right along. The Indianapolis Colts at the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins are actually favored to win by two. Uh, Colts keys the victory. Keep Car- uh Keep Wentz protected. Um, I, it's you know the guy is still battling through ankle soreness and whatnot. Uh, let's keep them upright. And I know it's hard without Quentin Nelson there. Uh, number two, establish the rushing attack. Really, at, at the end of the day, the number one way to keep him protected is also uh, being able to unleash one of the top players on your team, if not the top player on your team, Jonathan Taylor. And number three, you need multiple, multiple turnovers. Honestly, this defense doesn't look like it did last year because they're not taking the ball away from the opponent thoughts
1: yeah um, I'm going to be a broken record and say Michael freaking Pittman
0: (laughs) Uh, you you know know, buddy I'm going to scream Jonathan Taylor every week you're going to scream Michael Pittman every week and the Colts aren't going to listen to either of us (laughs) but we got some Jack Doyle for you (laughs) If they listen to us, they'd get a win. Yeah. Right.
1: Ugh. On Miami's side. Miami I'm side. I'm going to jump you here. Okay. I'm just going to jump you. I, I did not preview your point directly on this game on purpose. Use Jalen Waddle in some trick plays. Yeah, you don't have a good quarterback.
0: Now you, now you with your three points. Yeah. No. J- Jalen Waddle is, man. Uh i'd like to give okay first things first i'd like uh, th- there are several times i'm going to give you a pats on the back this show uh i don't think we've come to any of them yet uh well no we, we did come to them uh first things first uh i want to pat you on the back for the whole uh calling buccaneers and patriot losses last week because they were looking forward to the other because it kind of feels like they were both looking forward to the other after uh after week three ended, so I definitely want to pat you on the back for this, but I'm going to take pats on the back for this whole Jalen Waddle thing because I kind of saw this coming and I kind of was very vocal about it this summer. And, um, yeah, he's like the only highlight on Miami as far as I'm concerned, though oddly enough, not one of my points. Uh, pre- prevent long drives, jump out to an early lead, and avoid costly mistakes. Really, what that whole Raider game that they were beat, uh, Multiple times this game, they jumped out to uh, this this year. They jumped out to early leads, and sometimes they couldn't finish it off in the end because they made mistakes and allowed other teams back in the game. That the that that ill-advised uh, throw from Brissett to uh, to Waddle with with um, Hayward right in his face. It's kind of like okay, so um, yeah, no, Miami just kind of gave Vegas two points in the ball there, as far as I was concerned. So oh yeah, so yeah. That's uh, my keys for the Dolphins.
1: Yeah, I already gave you mine, so we can go yeah. ahead
0: and go on in there. All right, Tennessee at the New York Jets. Titans. Uh, yes, we do not have A.J. Brown or Julio Jones for this week, it looks like. Uh, Titans, number one. Strong next one up for pass catchers. I don't know who it is. Um, it could be that – oh, the guy from the Colts. Uh uh, chester rogers it could be josh reynolds you need to you need to make sure that the passing game has to be covered um so number two therefore you can dominate with derrick henry and finally frustrate wilson whether it be by uh what he's been the most sacked quarterback through uh through three weeks so far right I want to say that's true. It, it might only be most stacked rookie quarterback, but uh, it doesn't matter. He clearly, one of the things that's been pointed out this week a few times was that when he goes through his progression the first time, he freezes when he doesn't have an option through his first progression, and he never makes it to his second progression through. So if you can take, if you can cover long enough to make him go through his full set of progressions, that is, that is good enough to frustrate him. And you get some coverage sacks that way. Thoughts? For, thoughts on those?
1: Yeah, for me, I mean, it's just obviously control the time of possession. Um, this is a game where the possess, I think if you if you control the time of possession and then you're giving Zach Wilson a long field with a short clock, you're going to continuously be able to bully the kid.
0: And for the Jets side. Uh, take the safe play on offense. It feels like Wilson's trying to win games too much and not go on drives too often. So therefore, just take the play that gets you the five yards. Number two, stop Derrick Henry. And I get it. It's, it's funny, but, um, you know, I, I didn't say these points were easy. I, I just said this is something you need to do in order to win this game. If the Jets have any shot at winning this game, Henry is under uh, is under 80 yards. And number three, multiple turnovers. Thoughts?
1: Yeah, for me, my only thing for the Jets is go to mass, go to temple, you know, go to pray to whatever deity you're believing in that somehow Derrick Henry has food poisoning (laughs) because he is going
0: to he is going to put up a highlight reel in one game. Can he, do it against, can he do it against a, a box of nine if the if the Titans can't get anything going class-wise?
1: I think what's going to happen is that uh, Tennessee's going to have the ball so much and run so hard that eventually the Jets are just going to
0: break down. You know, they're just going to be tired. Can he do it against a box of nine? I want a yes or no answer here. I will say yes. Okay. Because if you average
1: four yards, if you average four yards per carry, that gets you a touchdown every single drive.
0: Yes, I, my my biggest concern, like I know that you have some level of optimism for the Giants game, you know, a small level. I have a small level of opposite optimism for the Jets game because we don't have to face Brown or Julio this week. Not that I would, not that I would call it at all or anything. I, I think the Titans are going to win, by by seven points with no problem. But at the same time, in the back of my mind, it's kind of like, this could, if the Titans can't generate a passing attack, the Jets might stand a chance. Um, I just don't think it's necessarily going to happen that where way. Are Jets, where are what?
1: the Jets points coming from? Where do the Jets get points from? Hypothetically, let's well, say that the Jets can stop, they can stop Derrick Henry. How are they still scoring?
0: They have to still score nine points.
1: How uh, are they scoring those nine points? Yeah,
0: I'm just – part of that comes back to Zach Wilson not trying to make the big play all the time. If he can shift his mentality to just go on a long drive rather than trying to win the game, just sustain the drive. Uh, and and I don't know if Zach Wilson can do that. Um. The Jets' run game has shown burst and potential. I don't know if you if you notice, but um, the last two weeks, the uh, the, the Jets Jets running backs have had two of the uh, have had uh, three spots in in the top five fastest runs for next-gen stats. In other words, they have burst.
1: So you're hoping for the play from the run, basically?
0: Yeah. Again, I don't I, – I would never call the Jets to win this game. But you know how you sometimes get a feeling that maybe this is the week that a team st- accidentally stumbles onto a win? Yes. So yeah, – I mean, it, I think
1: it's – you know, both, both New York teams could – have.
0: I think both New York teams could accidentally win this game. All right, Mm -hmm. moving right along. Cleveland at Minnesota. The Browns are only favored by two points. Uh, Control the game, and and amongst amongst people making NFL picks, Minnesota is a very hot pick for some reason too. Um, Number one, control the game with the run. Uh, Number two, harass Cousins, and number three, avoid turnovers. Um, We saw that we saw them only give up one net passing yard last week, we know that they could probably harass any quarterback in the league. They, they even kind of did it to Mahomes for, uh, for like a quarter and a half too. So I don't think that, I know that Cousins doesn't frazzle all that often that, and who he has back there, but the Browns pass rush is is getting to be what we thought the Washington football team pass rush, pass rush was going to be in, in the offseason. So um, that, yeah, that's all I have to say on the Browns. Okay,
1: Um, uh, I'm interested to see what the Browns think they are, you know, like, I I still don't necessarily believe they know what that team
0: is. I I think we
1: all know that that's a Super Bowl contender, but I don't think they do yet.
0: You know, it's funny because I think a lot of people have more faith in them than they have in themselves. Yeah, I I agree with you. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Vikings on the other side make it a shootout. I don't think the Browns can keep up with you if, if you're uh, mid thirties to high thirties. Uh, number two, get strong RB play. I don't care whether it's Alvin Cook or Alton or Madison. It can happen either way. Make it. Uh, it's that that game. Uh, going back to that game with the Cardinals two weeks ago, when Cook was dominating, the Vikings were winning comfortably. When Cook stopped performing because of the injuries. Uh, the Cardinals came back and ultimately ended up winning, even if they didn't necessarily earn it at the end themselves. And number three, force Baker to beat you. H- how about just saying, we're going to take away Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt this game and say, fine, you want to win with uh, with Odell um, Cooper, People jones so on and so forth, go for it. Oh, so yeah. That might not, not necessarily be the best thing either because Baker's been wildly proficient and who knows, maybe he can throw for 400 in a game. It has to be combined with the other two points. Thoughts?
1: <coughs> yeah, I think it's... Ooh, sorry about that. I think for them, they've got to remember that they, they're they not bad. You know, they've been in very tight games this year. Yeah. They were very winnable games for them.
0: There are two losses. Uh, one was in overtime, and combined, they were by four points.
1: That's why I personally am on board here with the uh, Vikings pick.
0: You think the uh, Vikings think beat the
1: Browns? I actually do think the Vikings beat the Browns this week. So I know we're probably going to be in disagreement
0: there. I mean, I don't feel strong enough. I didn't feel strong enough to make it one of my picks. I think there were some other much more obvious ones this week. So, uh, I mean, we don't have to be in agreement there. I just – it baffles me that so many people are on the Viking train um, Mm -hmm. for this game. Like, you know, uh, out of the picks that I've seen, it's like 70% favoring the Vikings. And I'm kind of like, I don't get it because I still see a talent gap between the two teams um though i do see how an explosive uh how an explosive jefferson and cook can make up for the talent gap too right maybe it's the vikings are the more explosive team and the browns are just more of a controlling team
1: yeah i could see it that way and i think that you know i could see this game going either way okay. this is this The game I think I'm most looking forward to out of this slate, like from the one game.
0: Yeah, moving right along, the Washington football team at the Atlanta Falcons. Washington is, uh, despite their best efforts, Washington football team is favored to win by a point uh, on the road. (laughs) Nonetheless, Uh, number one, uh, just that defense just needs to come out with a chip on its shoulder. Like they have to hear the murmurings by this point in time. Shut, shut the murmurings up. Like, you have the talent, just do it. Uh, number two, score early. Um, yeah, it's... <laughs> they, they've they been falling behind too much too early, and uh, they, they just need to get that offense right on the first series of the game. And if not the first series, then, then the next two afterwards. And number three, protect the football. Thoughts? Yeah, I'm
1: right with you. I think that Washington – you know, Washington – I don't know. This game is – this game isn't unpredictable to me. I don't – I'm going to stay away from it. Anything I
0: say is going to be wrong, so I'm just going to let you talk about it. Okay. Uh, on the Falcon side, it's clear Matt Ryan's done. So the first two points are going into Matt Ryan. Number one, protect Matt Ryan and keep him upright. Number two, simplify the offense. Honestly, at this point in time in his career, he looks bad enough to where you might need to limit it to half the playbook and just execute a few plays incredibly well. And number three, win the turnover battle. Thoughts? Yeah, I think showing Kyle Pitts.
1: Like can I ask for Kyle Pitts here? Like, is that appropriate? Yeah, that, like
0: that 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 would be very nice. We we want to see the Kyle Pitts that uh, we we all know is possible, but who for some reason Matt Ryan can't seem to get the ball to at all.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I I will point out that I was one of those people that was
0: not very high on Kyle Pitts, but this but- hasn't been on Kyle Pitts. This has been on oh, Arthur Smith and Matt Ryan. Absolutely.
1: This it's is not like a,
0: he's not getting open, it's not like he's dropping passes, he's just not getting targeted or he's getting targeted with bad passes. Yep,
1: I, I do agree. I just think that this is one of those games where you almost have to say, Not sure what's going to happen, but we need to start seeing what we've got. You know, they're, they're obviously in a position where they, I think, they're understanding we're not good. Start figuring out what you got. There's some teams that need to make some trades. Yeah. So figure out if you got a good trade piece for them.
0: And let's start seeing some jet sweeps and some kind and some sort of handoffs to Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts, and just just guarantee getting the ball into your playmakers' hands. Hmm. All right, moving right along. Carolina at Dallas. This is the game that I am looking forward to. Um, the pan, uh, the Cowboys are projected to win by four points. Panthers keep the victories Ben, but don't break on the defense. And Dak has pretty much shown that he's going to score points on everyone. And it doesn't matter who you are, just make them feel goals. Number two, hit Dak. He looked so comfortable against the Eagles. Like, especially on that, uh, that fourth down play where they scored, he looked so incredibly comfortable. Now uh, you need some Reddick and Burns to cure that. And number three, Go on long scoring drives. Control
1: the clock. Score the points. Go you've got you've got to run the clock out. Yep. Um, burn out that Dallas defense. Just make, make it so it takes so long for Dak to get back out there that he can't get in the rhythm. I think that's where you saw with Philly, right? Dak ended up in such a queen rhythm and he had such a queen timing going on that it didn't matter what else was happening, that he was just, he was almost mechanical for a while. Even
0: after he threw that uh, touch uh, interception for a touchdown in the end zone, he came right back up and looked sharp because yeah, they got in his face on that play, but they didn't destroy his timing. Right. Don't let Dak
1: have as much time as he wants in there. Like, that is where you've got to acknowledge the fact that like he's better than you <laughs> you know
0: da- that's not da- well- the fact that his offensive line might be the best offensive line in, in football.
1: Oh absolutely. I mean and what like let's not overlook the fact that Dallas's defense is pretty good compared to what we thought they were going to be. Uh,
0: actually I, I would comp- comp- comparing them what we thought they're going to be, they're very good. They might actually be upper half of the league. Right now they're a top right now they're a top six defense. I, I don't think they're gonna stay in the top ten. But no. I I think they land somewhere in that 12 to 13 range. Right. So for the way I see it is,
1: you know, realize that you're you're kind of screwed a little bit here. If you're if you're the Dak, because he's in a position now where no matter what he does, everybody's gonna be like, "Yeah, okay." So Dak, you know, start put. For the, one of the keys to victory that I'd have here is for them specific for Dallas specifically to let Dak start putting up his, let him start putting up his um, MVP years. Like let him put up those MVP numbers so he can win the award. Yeah, and he, you know, he could feel vindicated and all that. And then at the end of that, we can reevaluate where
0: Dallas actually was. So I, I know that uh, I know that we talked comeback player of the year before, but uh, uh, right now at this point, Dak Prescott or Von Miller? Right now, I think it's got to be Dak. Okay, but Von Miller is a close second, right? Oh yeah, and he's a guy we didn't even mention in the conversation when we had it the summer, which is <laughs> which is my bad, right? <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Like that's where we're like oops, because I, kind because of... I'm the defensive guy and uh, I, and I didn't bring up Von Miller
1: once in the conversation. <laughs> right, we made an uh oh, our fault. Um, we are human. We missed one.
0: Yeah, we covered OBJ, but we didn't cover Von Miller. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's on me, though. Okay, all right. Uh, Cowboys keep victory for me. Uh, just an early multiple score lead. Honestly, I don't think the Panthers can come back from being down by two scores. Uh, number two, continued the opportunistic defense. I, I like what they're doing on defense, but they need the tr- they need the big play. Whether it's a turnover, whether it's a sack, whether it's uh uh whether it's getting an offensive player to commit a penalty in a key in a key moment. Because I'll tell you what, Trayvon Diggs. Is annoying as anything to go against, and, mm-hmm. number, and number three, um, a, a strong rushing attack. Honestly, one of the reasons why Dak had all that time is because at any given point in time, Zeke or Pollard could burn you. Point the thoughts.
1: Yeah, I think what you got to do here. <clears throat> Sorry, I choked for a second. <laughs> what you got to do here is continue to play the same style don't let them think they're in it yeah. because I, I i know that that's probably common sense i don't think this team this panthers team knows who they are i think that they almost have in mindset that they're actually good don't let them think that this game because it, the one you
0: I, I think this panthers team is actually good but I don't think they're cowboys level good. Does that make sense? Yes. There there is a there is a gap. Makes sense. Um moving right along, Kansas City at Philadelphia. Uh Kansas City Chiefs at the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Kansas City's favored to win by seven points. Um uh, honestly, I just want to see them come out and play pissed off at the beginning of the game. Andy Reid went to the hospital last week. But he's he's cleared to play. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has to be frustrated at this point. I want 21 0 at the end of the first quarter, and you know what? It can happen. This team is good enough to do it. I just want to see them take it out on someone because we lost two games, so it doesn't matter who we're facing next. Uh, yeah. number three hit the uh, number two hit the big play. I want one of those scores to be 75 yards to Tyree Hill again. <laughs> And again, I don't think I'm asking for much because we've seen it time and time again. Number three, then this is the one where I'm going to stop saying that the you know the, the Chiefs have to play 60 minutes because we have actually seen. Because I feel like the Chargers actually won that game last week as opposed to Nesto the Chiefs lose. So right. I'm going to say avoid the turnover. You have lost two weeks in a row on a fourth quarter turnover. Cut it out. Thoughts. Um, do, do the this
1: is a little a bit of a different podcast, I think. Do the Chiefs remind you of an NBA super team that, <laughs> like, where they're so good that now they can't be good? Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, like that's almost what it seems like to me. Is like if I had to build an analogy between the Chiefs and any other team in another sport, I would look at you know Kyrie Harden Durant type team. And say they're so good, they don't know how to be good. Some of those Yankee teams with Bayrod. Yeah, exactly that type of mindset. It's, they have too much they have too much talent. They don't have enough role players. And I'm loving it because I don't like the Chiefs. You, you know, we were talking about earlier on podcast of players you hate. Patrick Mahomes is gonna be on my list. I'm also gonna throw Tyree Kill and uh, Travis Kelsey on that. And
0: throw Andy, to Andy Travis Reed. Kelsey up there. Oh.
1: So, when you, when four of my least favorite NFL players of all time, all, or NFL personalities of all time, are all on the same team, makes it real easy for me to hate the Chiefs. Oh, fair
0: enough. All right, moving on to the Eagles. We want some long, time consuming drives. Like, honestly, you need to keep this. I, I, I don't think anyone's beating the Chiefs this week. But the way to do it is going to be to keep them off, uh, keep the offense off the field. And they need to end in touchdowns. Number two, multiple turnovers. We have seen pretty clearly that the Chiefs can turn over the football this year. Let's make it happen, Eagles. And number three, they did it last week. They took away the big play. And I get it when I say take away Tyreek, that it means allow Travis Kelsey to catch 15 passes. But due to the Chiefs, this week, what you did to the due to the Chiefs' big play this week, what you did to the Cowboys' big play last week, and make Travis Kelsey have twenty receptions in order for them to win. Thoughts? Yeah, I would say <clears throat> let us see another
1: another time what Jalen Hurts is. Um,
0: the Honestly, guys I already believe in Jalen Hurts.
1: Yeah, me too. The guy's a proven winner in college. You know, yeah. he's shown that he's actually a very talented ball player.
0: And honestly, I don't feel like uh, I don't blame Hertz last week for what happened. I blame Serrani for what happened. Now, granted, Hertz should be changing those plays at the line of scrimmage and say, "No, we're not going to start off passing uh, with with the first nine plays of the game being passing plays." but that's a different story for a different (laughs) deck.
1: Yeah. Sorry about that. By the way, I got another phone call. So I'm not sure if I cut out there when my phone was ready. Okay, good.
0: All right. So moving right along, we got to get some of these a little quicker. Oh, wow. They're all good. Okay. So, all right. Arizona at the Los Angeles Rams Rams were favored to win by four points Uh, Cardinals piece of victory number one harass Matthew Stafford you know I've said that every single week for the uh, Rams opponents but nobody is actually making Stafford uncomfortable in the pocket uh number two bend but don't break defense yeah they're gonna score points field goals not touchdowns and number three how about some more video game Kyler Murray I like video game Kyler Murray it's 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 a highlight reel waiting to happen I want to feel like I'm controlling him with my joy pack thoughts I want to let you go on to
1: the uh, go on to the to the Rams and then I'll just give you one collective thought here.
0: All right. Rams take away the big play. Honestly, the Cardinals live and die on the big play, whether it's offense or defense. Don't allow it to happen. Uh, Number two, strong fourth quarter defense. Uh, they did it versus the Buccaneers. Do we really think that the Cardinals offense is better than the Buccaneers offense uh, unless Kyler Murray is literally uh, entering a cheat code that is and number three just keep scoring again, you did it versus the Buccaneers last week. If that's the formula to beat the buccaneers, that's a similar formula to beat the Cardinals All right, drop your thoughts have the ball last. <clears throat>
1: This is going to be a high-scoring yeah. shoot- um, shootout type game. Make sure that you're the team with the ball with last. You have yeah. last position.
0: Make sure you're the team that's down by three with a uh, minute and a half to go Yep. with the ball.
1: <laughs> you know, this is going to be an old-school arena football game. Yep. Try to
0: get one up and have the ball last. Uh, you, you definitely play the over this game, right?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: All right. Uh, we have the other Two NFC West teams going off. Like th- this is this is a great slate of four o'clock games. I'm just telling you that right now because we get to see the NFC West square off of each other. And it's the better two versus the decent two. All right. Seattle Seahawks up to San Francisco 49ers. 49ers are projected to win by three. Seattle, how about a huge early lead? You're good at that. Just keep it up. Okay. Um, you got to change some things in the second half, but just keep on doing what you do in the first half. Number two, stop the run. you have just allowed Dalvin Cook and not Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison and, uh, and uh, Derek Henry to decimate you in back-to-back weeks. Um, And you're going against the best collective running uh, rushing game in the league. Uh, It doesn't matter who, who they have running for them. They're typically a great running game. You need to stop it somehow. Prove that it's about the star power. You couldn't stop. Not about the run itself. that you couldn't stop. And number three, the offense needs to show up in the second half. Dangerous. Don't be a kitten in the first half. Okay? In the second half. Keep on pouncing the whole game.
1: Thoughts? Yeah, for me, for San Francisco, the turn it over to Russell. Let him call the Ottawa's at the line. You know, let him do what he needs to do. And and kind of... uh, have fun. You know, they, they seem to, they seem very stressed out. They seem almost overly stressed. They do just go out there. Remember that you're playing a game for a living and, and really just enjoy what you get to do for a living and they will be fine.
0: And on San Francisco's end, uh, prove your current run game is legit. You're still playing with basically third stringers at this point, third, fourth and fifth stringers. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. just continue to prove that it's about the system. It's not just about the, the name. And, uh, you know, keep up the strong rushing attack. Number two, take away the big play. Seattle is another team that lives and dies on the big play. Um, they, I don't think they're going to go on a sustained drive versus your defense. But uh, you better make sure that Lockett and Metcalf don't get behind you. And number three, harass Wilson. Honestly, just – he – and it's not necessarily a key to victory, but you, you want him running around and you want him uh, trying to make plays uh, on his feet versus a defense that is very opportunistic. Any thoughts? Correct.
1: Yeah, for me, it would be <clears throat> you, have to, you have to win this game with your defense. You know, f- find a way to cover DK, find a way to cover Lockett and still plug the hole for both Carson and Wilson. Yep, it's gonna it's gonna be hard, but you, you got they have to win defensively. They they're not going to be able to try to try to score with uh, Seattle here. Yeah, defense yep. and
0: clock control. Yep. All right, Pittsburgh at Green Bay. The Steelers, uh, the Packers are favored to win by six and a half. Okay, this isn't that great of a game. Uh, Steelers unleash Najee Harris. It's pretty clear at this point in time that think that is finish. Uh, so it, he needs to just be the man at this point. Uh, number two, Ben, but don't break defense. Honestly, I don't even like that point after I say it, how about just don't allow the Packers to score, uh, on half their drives. Uh, I I don't know. Like, I feel like the Packers could score a field goal every single drive versus them and still win the game. Uh, Um, and then, uh, put the brakes on Aaron Jones. He's kind of been just dominating the last two weeks if people haven't noticed. So, uh, yeah, do what you can to stop them. Watt and Highsmith are back for this game, so you have a healthy front four. There's no reason why you can't do something with it.
1: Thoughts? Yeah, for me, it's I, I agree that Ben Ben is definitely done. Um, but run the short routes. Let Ben throw you know those little short passes. Those little checkdowns and almost almost convert him to a Ryan Tannehill you know, or Ryan Fitzpatrick type quarterback that you're not really looking for an explosive play, but you're looking for a game manager. I think the Steelers still think Big Ben is the guy that wins the game, but now he's just the guy that doesn't lose you the game.
0: When what, what, what has Ryan Fitzpatrick ever been a game manager? I I think that if you look at Ryan Fitzpatrick down in... Uh... I, th- I think that the better ones to say, comment on game managers would be Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Darnold, No. I, I would say
1: yes, but I Ryan Fitzpatrick was the first name that popped into my head when I thought about how last year Miami would go to him when they didn't want to lose the game because of their quarterback. It okay. wasn't necessary; they didn't need their quarterback to win. They just needed their quarterback not to lose. Yeah, I mean Ryan Fitzpatrick's done plenty of both in his career, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I I think that's what they have to do though with Ben here is just yeah t- turn him into that game manager. Um, and, and find a way to convince him that this is the last year of his career.
0: Yeah. Uh, for the Packers, just score early. Take them out of the game. Uh, force Big Ben to pass. Really? You, you, you would love... There is no way Big Ben throws for 400 yards and the Steelers win this game. Hmm. Uh, and I know that sounds crazy, but it's... Um, I know you understand what I'm saying when I say that, too. Right. And yeah. Number three, get the turnovers. Um, th- th- this is an offense you can turn over, and you have a defense that has been struggling to prove that they're as good as they've been in the past. So, how about a few statement? Uh, you know, interceptions, fumbles, etc.
1: Yeah, for me, I mean, the only real recommendation I have for the Patrick uh, Packers for the Packers is to get Aaron Rodgers a haircut.
0: Um. <laughs> What is up with Aaron Rodgers? Last year it was the, uh, it, it was the white van mustache and
1: uh, <laughs> wait, the Packers are just good enough that I think that they just played their style of football. They can skate through this one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No questions. All right. Baltimore at Denver. Uh, the Broncos are projected to win by one Ravens, even a strong rushing attack. Um, Everyone thought Tyson Williams was the answer. Apparently with the Ravens, it's not just next man up because literally it's Lamar Jackson in your run game. And that is your solution right now. Um, you need to find some way to generate that strong rushing attack again. Number two, force Bridgewater to beat you. Take away Gordon, take away Williams, and just see if his efficiency continues if he has to air it out 40 times. And number three, control the clock. I think the team that wins time of possession this game wins the game. Thoughts?
1: Uh, so for the Ravens, I, I'm looking for Richard Perryman to see if he's healthy. Uh, I think they said we're going to know tomorrow afternoon if Perryman's going to play. Perryman or Bateman? Uh, Perryman, right? The one that was on IR to start the year. The rookie, right? Yeah. Bateman. Okay, sorry, Bateman. Yeah. They said we'll know tomorrow if he's gonna play. Yeah,
0: but it's leaning towards a doubtful.
1: But well, if he does play,
0: you you get
1: an extra asset there because you've got to protect Lamar here. Lamar just missed two games or two days of practice. Yep. Yeah, his body is starting to fail a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's back and it's back issues too. So they're gonna be lingering the whole year. Right. So I'm thinking, you know try to
1: lean on you know lean on 10 15 yard pathways
0: maybe get a little bit of uh maybe do a little bit of wildcat with the Dwayne Haskins too
1: exactly yep just figure something out where you're you're more so protecting Lamar and if it means by the way you lose Lamar you're not winning a game the rest of the year right I, I was just gonna say if you have to lose this one <laughs> acknowledge that you may have to, you might have to give a game away, to try to have a chance at your season.
0: And honestly, this Broncos defense will make you pay if you don't protect him. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to Broncos, I know it was my last point for the Ravens. It's my first point for the Broncos. Control the clock. Again, I, I, I can't stress this one enough. I know you said it. Be the team that has the ball last for the Rams, Cardinals. Be the team that has the ball most for the Broncos and the Ravens. Uh, Number two, contain Lamar. He's already partially doing it for you. You've already seen what Detroit did to do it. Guess what, Broncos? You have a similar defense to Detroit's, and you have the personnel that can do it, and it's probably better. Do what Detroit did. And number three, you need a strong rushing attack because you you want no part of Bridgewater having to win this game. He's a great game-managing quarterback and he will score points as long as you don't put him in a situation where he's down. Thoughts?
1: i go to Tim Patrick here. So you're, you're saying, you know, don't let Bridgewater win it for you. it for you? I say let Bridgewater find Tim Patrick and win it for you.
0: Okay. So, you, so, so, so where, like, where do you put is, – is Bridgewater – um, the, with the top eight quarterbacks obvious? Is Bridgewater a top 10 quarterback in your opinion? I've been saying since Bridgewater was with
1: Louisville, you know, before his NFL days and then when he, you know, was with Minnesota, Teddy Bridgewater is the most underrated quarterback in, that you have out there right now. Okay. And I and I still believe Teddy Bridgewater is the most underrated quarterback out there.
0: So you're still taking – you're actually still taking him over uh, – Over a borough, a banker. You're taking him over that, right?
1: Yeah, over that category. You know, I'm outside of the top guys. Yeah, I'm taking. Bridgewater every day of the week.
0: Cool. All right, and we are now to our Monday night football game because we already did our Sunday night football game. By the way, that's a great slate of four o'clock games, minus that skill game, which could, you know, which. Theoretically, could turn into something good. That four o'clock game is going to be those four o'clock games are going to be non stop back Monday night football Las Vegas Raiders at the, Los An- uh, at the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are protected by three. The advantage, uh, um, you know, point, uh, point difference. Raiders make it a shootout. I think it's pretty clear when you look at this. Thing. That the Raiders are a great offense with a decent, good defense. And the Dodgers are a great defense with a good offense. Force the Chargers to keep up and make it greater raiders style Number two, end but don't break on the ball. Uh, the Chargers have already shown that they could drive length of the field and miss it on fourth down or turn it over in the end zone or settle for a field goal. In the field. Keep the Chargers to doing what they were doing before the field, not what they did. And number three, score early. The Raiders have been. I want to make sure this is correct, because I can't remember the week two game at all. Is that gargoyle sound me? Uh, no,
1: I think that gargoyle sound might be my dog snoring. So I'm, I'll, I'll move.
0: Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, and I can't remember the week two opponent, but I remember week one and week three. the The Raiders two overtime victories. They were down huge to start both of those games. They were down by multiple scores to start both of those games. How about showing up early in the game and showing off that offense, uh, that passing in that first well, over 400 yards a game in the first quarter? Thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, for the, the Raiders here, the, the way, way to win is to let the Chargers do what they did the first two weeks, try to stop them from doing what they did last week. But, you know, Joe, Justin Herbert is young. He makes dumb mistakes. Try Just try to force the dumb mistake and keep doing what they've done so far. And I love their style of battling back. You know, they've had a battle back a few times. They've had a battle back again. But don't take let this game go to overtime, because if you let this one go to overtime,
0: too, you will not win this one. Fair enough. And for the Chargers, make it a defensive struggle. Really, I don't Think the Chargers can win a shootout, and I don't think the Raiders can win a defensive struggle versus who their opponent is this week. Whoever dictates the pace of this game will probably win it. Number two, finish drives with touchdowns. You did it with Kansas City last week. You didn't do it the two previous. Make prove to the Raiders that the Chiefs are not the uh, are, are not the exception. And number three, win the turnover battle. Um, And I say that because the Chargers have done better when they've been taking the ball away from their opponent as opposed to when they haven't. Thoughts?
1: Don't let let them stay in it late. This team is possibly one of the best closing teams we've seen. Just do not let them close out the game.
0: So this is going to be a great Monday Night Football game, though. Um. I mean, I guess it could end up uh, becoming a blowout one way or another, but I, I don't know. I, I really think these two teams are within a touchdown at the end of the game. I like it. All right, moving on to our picks portion for the show. Real quick. Right. Uh, what was your record last week, Josh?
1: I was just going to transition over to that. I'm going to post this scoreboard for myself and JMO on the JMO For Real Facebook community. If you want to find out how we're doing in our stand-ins, you've got to join the Facebook community. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Also, that, is, that is the only way that you can keep track of who's winning, unless you want to do the time and write them down and check the results yourself, which nobody wants to do. A lot easier to go to the Facebook page, click like, click follow, and then you're in the, you're in the community. You get to participate.
0: All right, let's do this. Okay, so we are going to the picks portion of the show now. And uh, I'm going to be starting with my first pick. I will be taking the Washington football team minus a point. I actually believe that the Washington football team is going to get back on track this week. And, you know, the great news is, if they don't get back on track this week and I end up losing this game, I know not to go against them for the rest. I know not to pick them for the rest of the year. Um, So really when it comes down to it, I feel the Washington season turns on this game 100%. And I still hold on to, I believe they're a good team. So, give me Washington basically in a pick versus Atlanta. Though I guess in theory this could end up as a push, which I would absolutely hate it if it did. I don't like it when it's even point incrementals, but, um, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, number two. Give me the Detroit Lions plus three. I think the Lions should be the favorite in this game. I, I don't understand why they're the underdog. I know they're not the home team, so if they have it as a pick 'em in a neutral site, um, give me the Lions plus three. It, it feels like it should be an outright. And uh, yeah, no, moving right along. I'm I'm going with that dangerous. Uh, uh, actually, it looks like I did pick the Browns. Okay, so yeah, I think the Browns are going to win this game by. A field goal to a touchdown over the Minnesota Vikings. So give me the Browns minus the two. And I'm looking really quick because I think I chose the Raiders plus three because they were my favorite underdogs left. And by the rules that we're playing by, we have to pick an underdog if we're picking – uh, two underdogs. If we're picking four games, I'm going to only pick three games. <laughs> I am not. I am not going to stick with the Raiders plus three because I actually only think there's only I actually only feel good, really good about one underdog this week. So give me the Lions plus three, the Washington football team minus one, and the Browns minus two. To you,
1: give me the Buccaneers minus a six and a half. Brady's got a message. Gronk has a message. This game isn't even going to be close. And then you're going I'm also gonna go ahead and uh. <clears throat> I'm also gonna take this surefire gimme here. And I'm gonna to have to, you know, I'm gonna throw in my first underdog pick. I want the Eagles plus the seven. I think not only is it the Chiefs hate, I think it, I think the Chiefs are broken. And I think it's going to take a little bit longer to get it back together. And then uh, underdog pick. I really, really want the uh, Vikings over the Browns. And I will throw in a fourth pick here because I'm a cool guy. And I understand how, you know, you'll want things to go. I want the Giants plus a seven and a half. I just think the touchdown. I just think the touchdown's too much, you know. Uh, you're looking at it, uh, two scores there against, the, against a Jameis Winston-led team. The Giants may be able to take advantage of
0: that. Did you do your prop picks yet, sir? I'm doing my props right now. Uh, I want to Rob Gronkowski for an any-time touchdown. Um, I think it is so painfully obvious that, that even if it, ha- if it hasn't happened, if it's a blowout game and it hasn't happened by the last drive in the fourth quarter, that it will happen on the final drive of the uh, the fourth quarter. Uh, Number two, give me a Derrick Henry touchdown. Um, This is just so completely and thoroughly obvious that they have to go to him all game long. And I think the Titans are going to score at least one touchdown. And I think that the Titans might not be able to score without Derrick Henry this week. Um, Travis Kelsey, give me over seven and a half receptions. Um, Eagles did it last week to the Cowboys. They're going to do it this week to Tyreek, which means it's going to be a big game for Kelsey. Give me over seven and a half receptions for Travis Kelsey. And uh, Antonio Brown is probably going to get more than 46 and a half yards on one play versus the new England. So uh, I feel very comfortable taking Antonio Brown with 40 uh, over 46 and a half receiving yards this game.
1: I like that. I obviously am going also with the Robert Gronkowski touchdown. I I think that that's just gotta happen. Staying with that game, I'm going with Tom Brady throwing more than two and a half touchdowns. Um, I know that's a little big, <clears throat> but I like it. I still feel comfortable with it. Then I'm going to also go with uh, Kyler Murray and Matthew Stafford, both also throwing over two and a half touchdowns. I just think that there's – this week there's too much <clears> – <throat> maybe people disagree, I don't know, but I think there's just too much of the super awesome ability to watch a lot of touchdowns fall in one weekend. But most of them coming from the same couple games.
0: Hey, will you allow me to add the Raiders on to, uh, back to uh, take my second underdog for the, for the picks? Only if you allow me to take the Winnipeg uh, Blue Bombers
1: tonight, minus the or plus the point and a half.
0: Um, I can't because we can we can max out at eight picks. Remember? Okay. Yeah. So that I that was just my plug of the Blue Bombers.
1: <laughs> Go ahead and uh, add the Raiders back.
0: Okay. Yeah. I I, I am going to add the Raiders back because you know what I'm not going to. I, I think you taking the Giants plus seven and a half inspired me. It's kind of like, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to take the Raiders plus the three. Um, okay. I, I kind of feel like this is very much a push, and I'm just simply adding a tie to my record. You, you get what I'm saying? Yep. But, uh, you know, tie is better than a no decision, right? Yeah. It is.
1: It helps It helps the uh, overall points. For, uh, points.
0: All right, so uh, that's everything. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Those who are part of the JMO for Real community, uh, keep track of our action on the JMO for Real page uh, on Facebook. uh, So we we will be going back and forth. And uh, yeah, um, super excited to have you guys listening. Thank you for rating us on Google and Apple. If you haven't done so yet, give us a rating there. Uh, Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for being a part of the JMO for Real community. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Yes, I started doing TikTok again this week. Woo-hoo! <laughs> All right, and uh, you know, continue to read the articles. World and sport tomorrow. My article comes out on uh, the injury report for week four, so I will be releasing a, a Saturday injury report for the rest of the season, as uh, as far as that goes. So uh, definitely tune in for that and uh, recaps on on Monday on both uh, in both article and um, yeah, in both article and pot- and podcast form will be on Tuesday. So. Um, yeah, thank you, Josh, for being a part of the show. Any final closing words? Yeah, I'm going to volunteer J-Mill for something here.
1: Okay. <clears throat> um, if you guys have any fantasy football related questions for a league where you're not directly playing myself or Mister Miller, go ahead and send. Go ahead and, you know, maybe maybe if we're feeling courteous, we'll answer one or two of those next week. Yeah, maybe if, as the season starts to wind down, wind up, if you, if you start to have some issues with uh, who to start, who to sit and we're feeling real generous, we'll reward you guys for participating in the community.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and thank you all for being part of it once again. Thanks to Anchor. Thanks to World and Sport. And thank you to uh, everyone who has been making this possible and uh, who has everyone who has helped spike the listening over the course of the last few weeks, too. Uh, definitely excited. You uh, you guys have increased our audience. So um and uh, You're welcome. Yeah. No listen spike because I'm awesome. So you're welcome. Oh yeah, well that too. Well I, I'm I'm also getting spiked for my solo shows, too. I that I don't understand, right? That's because they think I'm on those. Uh, they can't tell our <laughs> the apart because we sound too much alike when exactly. we're both uh, inflicted with sinus infections. <laughs> We're both just super, super sexy beasts. Yeah, yeah. we we definitely are. And we're going to leave everyone with that image to close the (laughs) show.